0: Hello everyone and welcome to 2018 Chat with the Designers, your live, interactive, monthly magazine for hams, homebrewers, and experimenters across the Fruited Plains. Your co-hosts are George N2APB and Joe N2CX, and we are excited to bring you tonight's show. All right, Joe. Well, we've got this special episode today of Chat with the Designers, and we're doing a face-to-face type of show here. Joe and I are face-to-face. Usually we're separated by two states. Joe's up in New Jersey usually, and I am usually here in Maryland, but today is a lab day for us where Joe comes down and visits the uh, N2APB lab where we do experimentation and different idea generation and circuits and, and software and such. And so, mind meld. And mind meld. I know. Get your hand off me. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do here is present this special version as a podcast, and hopefully it'll be same in all respects other than you're listening to it when, you, when you'd when like to. So as a reminder about our shows Uh, for this year especially the theme is test equipment you can build and our approach is to have a base platform based on an Arduino and different test gadget add-ons that we develop from episode to episode that show the basics or a simplified version of measurement we have a whole list of them that we talked about last time and last time we talked about Joe we talked about the, the nano voltmeter you all can see this pictured on the whiteboard. You can see the video demonstrating what we're going to be talking about here. So we wanted to bring you up to speed on on the progress and the software. I'll be talking about the software um, as a separate little segment in this uh, in this program. But uh, bring us up to speed as far as what we have now, Joe. Okay.
1: We took the basic uh, Nano platform. Actually, when when we say Arduino, what we're working with right now is the Arduino Nano, which is one. As George might say, one instantiation of the uh, arduino it 's one model of the arduino but it's a it 's a small little board uh, microprocessor board originally intended for um, uh, actually for educational use with with students but it's uh, it 's powerful enough and easy enough to learn it 's actually a very good way for uh, even the, the common home brewer or ham to uh, to get their hands dirty, so to speak with uh, a little microcomputer, and some digital and software techniques to do things. Um, the uh, the Nano we have here, the Arduino, um, is on a little board, as, as George mentioned, with a uh, liquid crystal display, a 16-digit um, two-line uh, uh, liquid crystal display, and little uh, plug-in modules that will uh, do the various functions. Um, using the the power of the the Nano and um, uh, some software that uh, will be developed along the way to do some uh, measurement techniques that um, we'll want to do. The Nano itself has an input, uh, analog input voltage range of 0 to 5 volts, so we've added um, a little resistor uh, network. We'll add uh, other things that can be switched for different voltage ranges to scale the input voltage we're going to be measuring down into the range that the uh, Arduino can handle of zero to five volts. Very simple switched resistive inputs. And to that, we've also added a series resistor and a couple diodes so that if the voltage gets outside the range that the uh, Arduino input can handle, that is uh, plus five volts or uh, anything below ground, there are a couple diodes to clamp the input so we don't zap the chip.
0: So these resistive networks, Joe, they're like voltage dividers, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so hold your thought, well, listeners here. Hold that thought, because we're going to be coming shortly to voltage dividers basics 101, or whatever you want to call it, and we're going to be implementing that. Uh, and as far as this next project uh, that we're talking about here coming up uh, uh, in a moment. Uh, But just to round off this, what we did last time and where the platform currently is part of the discussion, um, you'll notice that uh, there is a rotary encoder on the base platform right there, kind of like to the middle of the uh, middle right of the base platform on the right side of the Nano. Um, The software, or sketch as it's called in the uh, Arduino world, Uh, it it reads that encoder that rotary encoder and allows in this instance allows us to change ranges we have voltage ranges that we talked about last time uh, five volts ten volts twenty volts and fifty volts maybe not too much unlike what you have in your dvms and by just being able to turn that rotor encoder, we can dial in the different uh, uh, ranges, so the software knows what it, you know, how to scale the input voltage uh, in order to display the actual voltage uh, coming in, be it in the range of 5 volts or 10 volts, and so on. So that's about the platform. Um, we don't use uh, this time here uh, for this instance. I only built up the 5 volt range resistors. I didn't have precision resistors or the other ones on hand, and therefore I really didn't need the uh, uh, that rotary switch that's shown on the right side of the test gadget. You notice the larger knob. Uh, that's not uh, wired up to anything right now, so. I'm only demonstrating at the uh, uh, the 5-volt range. And to provide a convenient ability to vary the input voltage, to simulate, if you will, um, an imp- different kinds of input voltages being applied to our nanovolt meter, I have that uh, uh, pot, a potentiometer, the green pot in between the two knobs, and that uh, varies the, uh, the voltage being applied to our input uh, our nano, uh, voltmeter, the input of the, uh, of the nano. Um, between 0 and 12 volts. I tapped off 12 volts of the of that red power supply module you see in the, in the photos. And uh, by turning the knob, I can apply any voltage from 0 up to 12 volts, which is enough to demonstrate a couple of the principles that we talked about last time that you can actually see in the video. So again, hopefully you've been able to acquire some of these really nifty uh, green perf boards. Um, they're super nice and handy. You'll notice uh, somebody asked this on the list. You'll see the uh, the test gadget add-on for this one here. The the little board sticking off to the right, that plugs into the main board by means of a of SIP connectors, uh, standard in serial serial inline. in-line. serial <laughs> inline pins. Oh, <laughs> Oh no, pins. Okay, serial inline pins. SIP connectors, straight. One row of pins that are the pin header on the little board and uh, the receptacle on the baseboard, so we can use different uh, modules plugging into the same connectors on the baseboard to get to, to implement our different functions. Um, but it's a really nice setup. We're going to be using the baseboard from, proj- from episode to episode, so hopefully you can follow along and uh, end up with a nice collection of test gadgets just as we're developing them, uh, uh, developing them here. All right, Joe. Why don't we get now into the um, the, the second uh, phase of our discussion here. Actually, what we can do, what, what can we do to extend this type of uh, a basic nano voltmeter that we have, things that we can do such as this or that or whatever? Um, measuring resistance is, is perhaps the first thing that really comes to mind. What What's the kind of circuit that you would recommend and as a starting point for understanding how to do this?
1: All right. as As the academics would say, the level zero approach is to, Simply add a voltage source, have a resistor in series with that voltage source. Connected to a um, resistor to be measured, and then measure the uh, voltage across the unknown resistor as the
0: current varies. So we <laughs> see that circuit on the, on the whiteboard, of course. We have the battery shown on the left as the voltage source V in uh, going through a resist, the first resistor, the known resistor, which is R1, and the unknown resistor to complete the loop is R2, upon which we're going to be, you have that voltage across that is designated as V out, and that just goes back. So it's a simple DC series loop loop that we all probably went through in uh, in our getting our licenses as far as the general class and the novice.
1: Indeed. The, um, the idea is that uh, the output, the voltage output across the unknown resistor will vary with the resistance. It's a very simple voltage divider, as George mentioned, um, and the output voltage will be in the range if we use a V1 of 5 volts. And the basic measurement range of the uh, Arduino voltmeter, the uh, output resi- output voltage will be in the range of zero to five volts, with uh, zero volts for a dead short circuit for the unknown resistance, and um, five volts for a uh, um, infinite resistance there.
0: Joe, how is um, how does the output voltage V uh, V out uh, going to be calculated, or how does it relate in, to other components in this very simple circuit?
1: Okay. As as George and I uh, went over uh, with um, great trepidation and And fooling (laughs) around and getting our basic algebra story straight, um, it's a very simple voltage divider relationship um, where the output voltage um, and the... uh, the other uh, voltage are re- related by uh, the following equation uh, with the voltage split between uh, V1 and V2. Um, if you mush around with these uh, with these uh, uh, algebraic equations, step by step, you get to a very simple relationship where the, uh, the voltage across the unknown resistor um, is the ratio of the, um, well, it's to put it in... It's uh, uh, another voltage uh, divided. Yeah, it's a voltage divided, but yeah. Uh, you can see from this relationship, it um, it's a function of the input voltage and the ratio of the two uh, resistors. And you can calculate by, by the appropriate algebraic manipulation, you can uh, calculate the unknown resistance by the formula we've shown here. Um, for example, I'll, I'll just mention a uh, one of the things we used as a check to make sure that our equations were correct. If the series resistor R1 is 1k and the unknown resistor, supposed unknown resistor, is 4k, um, it will be a very simple voltage divider where 1 volt will be dropped across R1, 4 volts will be dropped across R2, and the voltage of the source is 5 volts. So with these simple numbers, our feeble minds can comprehend what the heck's going on, and you can plug The numbers back into the equation and see that indeed uh, 4 volts will appear across R2, uh, which corresponds to a resistance of 4 kilo ohms.
0: So that really comes <coughs> down to uh, the resistor. This is the highlighted uh, equation that we showed in the sequence where R2 is equal to a combination of uh, V out, uh, R1, V in, and V out. So we know we are able to measure uh, V out, we know what V in is, we know again the known resistor is R1, and we're measuring again V out. So if uh, the computer is pretty darn good at doing these computations. We ultimately can come up with the measurement of the resistor R2, the unknown resistor and that really forms the basis of this simplistic version of the ohmmeter.
1: Yeah uh, exactly correct. Now in this simple example with with the one kilo ohm resistor um, <clears throat> as you approach um, as you get higher and higher unknown resistors you'll approach the 5 volts. So you reach a limiting point where you can't you can't resolve the uh, the output resistor very carefully. So in order to measure higher resistances, higher unknown resistances, you have to uh, change R1 out for a higher resistance so that the voltage divider will work with that. You can use scaling much as we did with the uh, with a voltmeter you can use different resistor values to scale it for different ohmmeter ranges.
0: Now there's a nonlinear relationship, isn't there? This was kind of a surprising thing to me. I mean, um, if you think about it, there is a nonlinearity in that equation, uh, the very, very first equation, the output voltage up at the top of our sequence here, the output voltage equal to the input times a certain ratio of R2 or R1 plus R2. I never really thought about that as nonlinear, but as you can see in the chart that we have toward the bottom, we plotted out some sample data points and ultimately demonstrate that nonlinearity. Why is that important to
1: realize, Joe. Oh it's very important uh, because as you as you get to higher and higher resistor values in here, the scale gets very very compressed and you don't have much resolution of the value you're reading so you lose accuracy If you look at um, on an analog uh, volt meter, if you look at the uh, Ohm scale, you can see that it gets very compressed at the high end. We lose that with digital instruments. You don't see that because it's taken care of in the software or hardware, so that you don't see the nonlinearity. But indeed, um, in analog terms, you can see that from the uh, the old uh, analog meters that George and I, and I hope some of the uh, group here, uh, grew up
0: with. You know that I, I've got an old VTV guy in the back room uh, that I've been repairing. I'm sorry. Remember that one? Yes. No, it's, no, it's- good for its high that, is, that the, is that
1: the RCA of Old Olmos? Yes it is. As a matter of fact uh, one of my uh, co-op jobs when I was at, working at uh, when I was going to school at Drexel one of my co-op jobs was a uh, for a subcontractor who actually built those darn things uh, under contract for RCA so I'm unfortunately intimately familiar with that.
0: Well fortunate for me since it's not working yet <laughs> I, uh, maybe we'll tackle that uh, right after the show here. Indeed. On our okay. Um, that, not linearity is a thing come to because Uh, we're going to transition in just a moment now to, you know, how do you make that a linear relationship, or at least a linear relationship that is easier to measure, that has better accuracy throughout the range of resistances or the measurements being done. All right, um, let's get to the, the core of, of where we are with this test gadget, uh, the add-on that we're going to be making to the nano voltmeter. that's going to allow us to not just read voltage, but it's going to read resistance um, within certain boundaries, and we'll kind of cover that. But, uh, our test gadgets here are, again, simplistic uh, examples of the principles that we can amplify on a little bit downstream when we start making the actual use uh, the, the super usable, the super flexible uh, test gadget. That will plug into our ever-growing base for this uh, uh, for the uh, the platform. That hopefully you're you're able to find all these different perf boards that on the uh, on eBay. They're really good for prototyping like this. But, Joe, let's talk about linear. How are we going about getting linear types of uh, relationships that are showing some of the principles that we've talked about? Okay.
1: Well, first, let me me paraphrase something. Um, To paraphrase an old saying in terms of coming up with test instruments here, resistance is futile. It will be assimilated and it will be assimilated into the gadgets we're building. Oh, there you go. All right, anyway, enough bad humor aside. Um, One of the ways um, of achieving a linear resistance reading um, uses almost the same idea as the original scheme we showed you of a voltage divider, but instead of using a um, a resistor for the series element that uh, provides the current to the uh, resistor under test, if we use a constant current source, That means that within the limits of the voltage range we have, um, the the, uh, current through the uh, uh, resistor under test thing being measured, the current will be constant, so then the voltage will be constant. So, for example, if you have... um, well, if we had a one amp current and we put one ohm, uh, if we had a one ohm unknown resistance. It'd have a volt across it. If we had a two ohm resistance, it'd have two volts across it. So that's a linear relationship. Uh, practically speaking, for most of the components we want to measure, we don't want to pump an ampere through it um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, you'd burn the darn thing up. Secondly, if you're trying to measure a thousand ohm uh, resistor to be able to pump uh, an amp through it, um, you'd need a thousand volts. And there just are not too many thousand volt transistor radio batteries around. Anyway, uh, the circuit we came up with for demonstration here uses an LM340T, uh, an integrated circuit, uh, actual voltage regulator. But with an appropriate resistor tied uh, to it and some feedback, um, you can achieve a 100 milliampere Um, constant current source, which is uh, good for lower range resistances. So what this means is um, no matter what resistance within the uh, voltage ranges we have, you uh, put across there, um, you'll pump, you always pump 100 milliamps through the uh, resistor under test. Practically speaking, uh, for here we can run through the numbers. I think they're they're shown in the sketch here. Practically speaking, with a 12 volt uh, source and this LM340, it'll only be practical in the range of zero to five volts. So the most you'll be able to measure with this is uh, a resistance of 5 ohms, but this is for illustrative purposes. Hey,
0: let's take this one step at a time. This is kind of good. Um, you said we can only go up to, we can only measure a, an output voltage up to about 5 volts. That works out really nice for us because, of course, we've got the Arduino uh, input, which da is ideal for going 0 to 5 volts. You
1: you might almost think that we lucked into that, or were yeah. we smart?
0: But you know something that really caught me off guard, and I, I wasn't sure about until we chatted more about it here offline, was the lm 340 which, by the way, is a, a 7805 type of regulator. Um, I don't know if any 75 is the same job as this L version, but the LM version, which, by the way, I have a bunch of in the spirit. In the back room. saw that. In the spirit of getting these parts out to, to guys and want to build these things, I can supply these parts for see these projects. So the LM340T has some unusual characteristics that I didn't think about. Of course, when you look back, it's going kind to of have a minimum range kind of thing. And if you're establishing 5 volts on the output, uh, you know, on the right-hand side, Side of that 50-volt resistor, and uh, you your common sense would say that the minimum voltage input would need to be 5 volts, but common sense says differently than that, Joe, right?
1: Indeed. Um, yeah, I misspoke earlier, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, with um, practically speaking, 12 volts is a good input voltage to use here, um, and in order to force the LM340 into the constant current mode, we have to sense the, the current coming out of it and then feed back a signal to it in order for it to uh, regulate. So what this means is we put a 50 ohm resistor in series of the output and then provide that feedback. And as the current goes through there, it produces a 5 volt drop across that 50 ohm resistor. What this means, practically speaking, is we lose 5 volts for the regulating uh, function. And in addition, the LM340 has an internal characteristic that it needs at least 2 volts to work. So from that 12 volts, the 12-volt input voltage, we lose a total of 7 volts. So what that means is that um, the output range then can only vary between zero and five volts, and have it still be within regulation. Yeah, that's what I said. So indeed, <laughs> I just <laughs> thanks for clarifying. I that. just put it in different terms.
0: All oh, right. So and uh, and
1: you can see the numbers uh, that we have on the on the whiteboard here to justify that.
0: So what's the basic equation that we're going to be looking to solve? I mean, this is a really tough equation, I think. And once again, we had to crack open our the license guide for the general class in order to, to, to get this all straight, but uh, why don't you tell us how we're going to be determining what the value of R is.
1: R equals EI, I I equals E over R, and all that good stuff. Okay, anyway, from the basic basic, uh, Ohm's law... the, the voltage across the resistor is a function of the current through it and the uh, resistance.
0: And the current is uh, and 100 the current milliamps.
1: Is, the current is 100 milliamps, so it's fixed. The um, The voltage across the resistor is simply the current through it times the resistance. Mm-hmm. E equals IR. Very, very simple. So, for example, with the current we have here of 100 milliamps, that's a tenth of an ampere, so that times um, one ohm would produce um, 10 millivolts across the resistor. If it were were 10 ohms with uh, a tenth of a, a mill, tenth of an amp, 100 milliamps, it'd be one volt. And scaling up to the high end of the range, if we have a 50 ohm resistor, 100 milliamps would provide 5 volts. And if you look at a sketch of this, that's a linear relationship. So that means that um, it's a straight line. You can see that uh, you have very good resolution across the whole range of measurement, and you don't have the crowding at the top end of the scale as we did with uh, a simpler, I see. So simpler this- resistance measurements. So scheme. this
0: linear relationship is going to be better for us because it's going to really even out the uh, accuracy level throughout the range which is being measured.
1: Indeed. What's Indeed. the
0: lowest end? Now we're kind of getting a little bit, we're going to be stepping our toes into the Arduino space, the software space a little bit. So Joe, let's, let's talk about the ranges that we're dealing with with the circuit relative to what the Arduino can do. You mentioned that an upper range of 50 ohms, if we had a 50 ohm load for R2, and that would correspond to a 5-volt reading on the Arduino uh, presented to the Arduino input, which is great. We mentioned that, because that's all the Arduino can do without scaling. How about the low end?
1: Okay, the low end, well, if if you look at it theoretically, um, the range is 0 to 5 volts... And there are 1,024 steps, so the minimum resolution is about 5 millivolts.
0: 4.9... Uh, whatever five, it I is. Think, yeah.
1: um, that's getting down almost into the noise level of measurement. Um, and the accuracy, the percentage accuracy would be pretty pretty tough. So practically speaking, we're talking about something like an ohm for the uh, the low end here to get any, any sort of decent reading. That could be scaled if we put some sort of amplifier in front of the Arduino doing uh-huh. which is Perhaps something we'll do in the future to uh, uh, amplify the voltage so that we could we could resolve in effect lower input voltages.
0: Ah, down to the milliohm range.
1: Down to the milliohm range, and I think George has done something similar to this um, in a little different uh, uh, context to actually measure milliohms. Yeah,
0: so to get this thing done. I'll have an ideal application for it. I did it again following one of Joe's quickies uh, from a while back to measure the the uh, how much resistance was across my loop, a manual, an STL or a, um, a mag loop uh, that I built, a copper pipe, as we, many of us do, the idea is to have as low DC resistance as you can to maximize the efficiency. Um, but in measuring those from end to end of that single copper loop, it was, you know, well, put a voltmeter or an ohmmeter across it, a standard DVM, you would get kind of down to not be able to do it very well, because I think a good measurement is like on the order of one to two milliohms is good. My, my DVM would do it. So, following now, Joe's guidance, I took a big old battery, lead acid battery, and a low resistor, a high wattage low resistor, put it in series with it, put it through across the loop um, so I had, maybe it was about 100 milliamps, I, I forgot how much, I mean 100 milliamps uh, going through it, but the whole idea was that I was able to measure across the resistor and calculate the value of my junction it was like 1.35 milliohms. And the same thing is what we want to be doing here in that uh, by taking these the low signal readings that we'd be measuring at, that we get for the circuit and amplifying that to get more into the range of the Arduino, we, we started met, moving up that linear curve to get to a good measurement range where we get good resolution from the uh, Arduino.
1: Indeed. And in the same vein, if you want to measure higher resistances, you can tweak the uh, the current set resistor on the LM340T. You can increase it to get to lower currents so that you'll stay within the, the maximum measurement range of uh, 5 volts to the Arduino input. So you can make a multi-range ohmmeter, linear ohmmeter, by just switching that uh, current set resistor. Son of
0: gun. Before we had these uh, these magic uh, digital multimeter on a chip chips um, available, that's probably what some of the instrument designers did in the older days of uh, analog instrumentation, uh, switching different resistors in and a constant current uh, source in order to uh, be able to effectively handle the different ranges that we click, 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 click to on the, uh, the DVMs. Indeed. Okay, Joe. We've kind of kind of covered the basics for uh, coming up with a a uh, a resistance measuring device. Let's call it an meter. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. Um, ohm. What we can do then is uh, you'll you'll soon see a circuit for uh, what you see here with the LM340T, and uh, we'll be able actually to measure some resistance. And next time we'll talk about that. Hopefully, you'll be able to interactively with us tell us about your build up of that. Another extension comes to mind, and that is, you know, we we talked a moment ago about the uh, the, my DVM in the back. I'm sorry, my VTVM in the back room. It has a big, like a four by five, yeah, maybe a four by five, four by six meter on it. I loved it because I was able to get you really see the dips, um, like when I was nulling out or peaking a um, a coil, or if I had some voltage that might have been coming from an SWR bridge, I was able to see the dip very nicely with that analog meter. Can't do that quite as easily these days. there the old digital meters that we see today, in fact, like the LCD you know, uh, that we have on this project. D- don't you think that's, that's a drawback?
1: Indeed. Um, now, speaking as someone who uh, converted to digital watches because I worked oh, for, work for Pulsar, the company that uh, invented the digital uh, wristwatch, I can tell you that the um, transition from the analog to the digital domain is not without its drawbacks. As uh, George pointed out, if you're trying to peak or tweak something, Trying to follow those flicking digits, flickering digits. Those <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Anyway, uh, trying to follow those flickering digits and uh, keep track of them can be awkward when you're trying to make a fine adjustment on something. It's much easier to work in the analog domain. And since uh, analog meters are kind of a nuisance these days and um, somewhat tough to integrate into uh, uh, computers and digital instrumentation, uh, it's nice to be able to convert these digital readings into something that's in the analog domain. And one thing we thought of was, Um, you can vary light intensity in LED or something that's kind of good but what humans are very very good at is determining not absolute pitch except for some talented musicians but um, changes in pitch if you listen to a tone that's varying you may not be able to tell exactly what the frequency is but as the tone varies you very easily sense even small changes in pitch The idea was that if you take this uh, digital output from the Arduino and convert it to an audible frequency uh, with the tone function um, and have that tone vary with the voltage, you can make an analog reading or an analog analog hearing instrument that enables you to do some uh, very fine adjustments.
0: Audible indicator.
1: Audible indicator. There you go. That will uh, let you do adjustments and it ties in with the human frailty of not being able to interpret the digital. And enhances the human ability to detect small changes in pitch. Anyway, it's an idea to to uh, to make it easy to uh, null a an SWR or to to uh, dip your uh, plate current or something ah, okay. uh, <laughs> by just listening to the tone. Kind of a kind of a neat uh, kind of an unusual wrinkle, but uh, we think it's neat. A s- simple way to achieve something.
0: We did something like that uh, a number of years ago. The project we called the Growler, an SWR meter. Uh, oh, I
1: thought you were talking about beer. <laughs>
0: that'll be the show. Here. Okay. Uh, uh, the rowler, among other functions, uh, had an audible indicator that indeed, uh, as you adjusting the antenna so I got, as you adjusting the antenna coupling or whatever.
1: It, it was actually an SWR bridge, and it looked at the ratio between the forward and reverse um, indications uh, for SWR, and uh, converted that into a voltage which then was converted to a, a pitch that uh, you could hear.
0: And that was really, uh, th- they were kind of nice. I don't know if any of y'all had the chance to, to to play. That was a uh, an Atlantic kit, is that all? Was it?
1: It might have been, yeah. It was at least in conjunction with Atlantic. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: So if you had a chance to do that, I think we might even bring that kit back again in light of the uh, analog indicator or audible indicator that we're talking about here. But it's the same kind of thing. The uh, SWR is a nice thing, as uh, I'll be able to demonstrate in the uh, videos by kind of uh, turning the input voltage being applied by means of that little hand-controlled pot on the right of the of our test gadget. Uh, it's kind of interesting to. To more easily be able to dip peak of voltage as it's being adjusted just by listening to it. So, the Arduino offers a great single line function. Is it uh, tone? Tone, yeah. So, it generates a square wave, I guess. All right. And, um, and we actually had that on a scope a moment ago. But uh, it, it uses the square wave and it doesn't sound bad with some of these little mini speakers and serves the purpose well.
1: Indeed. Uh, as a side light, um, I have a blind friend who's a ham and many of the uh, uh, voltage and current, whatever measurement uh, devices he has have uh uh, two additions to them. Because he can't see a meter, it has both a speech function which reads out the uh, um, the indication on the front dial in uh, words, for example, 3.0 volts, and it has an additional function which uh, outputs it as a relative tone so that he can very easily tell uh, when he's adjusting something whether he's got a peak or a dip and, uh, and adjust it very carefully. Now imagine it's bad enough trying to read a digital display with your eyes and to interpret those flickering digits into uh, uh, is it increasing or decreasing it's much worse with a spoken word because it's so much slower and clumsier to try to do that but the variable pitch makes it uh, makes it, it makes it easy for him
0: all right, Joe, I think that's probably uh, it for the show tonight. If we haven't uh, covered some of the techniques or the, the points, I'm sure you'll be able to find it all on a whiteboard. I think most of all, we are hoping that all of our listeners, podcast followers, will be able to build up these simple circuits that i describing here because they're going to form an ongoing series of platform extensions that we're going to be leveraging and, and as we get on to making more and more test gadgets. Now, I'm not sure that we're going to get to it ever, Joe, but, for example, some of you might know the innards of a spectrum analyzer as far as the time base or sweep generator things of that nature like i could imagine that we could indeed be leveraging something owners had to build it up here to ultimately go up with a, a spectrum analyzer of sorts but building block on top building block approach is is what we're looking to do here to build up our our suite of uh, test gates on bench Reminder that, ultimately, this simple little nano meter or the simple little ohm meter, you know, these are simplistic uh, things that have limited value on the bench. The next step, which, you know, might be after, you know, like mid-year or so, we'll have a more advanced, all-encompassing, greater number of ranges.
1: Indeed, what we're trying to do is to take it kind of in steps that are easy to understand and provide the basic concepts and ways of understanding those basic concepts that then can be extended into more complicated projects that that do more and more.
0: That's going to wrap us up for this particular episode. Uh, I'm not too sure how many times we'll get a chance to do this uh, face-to-face uh, type thing anymore, Joe. I'll be moving down to Tennessee uh, probably within two months. I'll have final move I'll complete
1: down to little that
0: moonshine. Down to all the moonshine, huh? and uh, we'll be able to continue, first course, of design just about as normal. But we won't have as many opportunities for these lab days. I'll be missing it. Indeed. Okay, uh, thank you all. Um, check out the whiteboard and uh, look at the videos. And by all means, please try to build up the circuits and let us know on the list. Yes, um, very important. Yeah, we'll be transitioning uh, the chat with the designer group over very shortly to groups.io, as many other groups are doing. They're moving over groups.io. And it's a much nicer facility. Uh, but we'll still, of course, have the, our list served um, and uh, be able to talk about things. So if you have questions, if you have ideas, if you have corrections for uh, anything that we've been talked about here, Uh, Definitely let us know on the list and we'll be glad to uh, talk about it, uh, discuss it ad nauseum there. I don't
1: need any corrections. I'm perfect.
0: Me too. So, with that, we'll say bye all.
1: 7 3.